Unite Wedding Photographers and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite episode number, who the hell cares, number two. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, the self-proclaimed professor of photographic. This intro is so stupid, man. This intro is just, <laughs> it's just so dumb. Is this how it went last time? We should, we should go around the table and each person introduces the next episode. I think we should all take a oh, guess. No, no, episode. this is, I mean, this is it. We're still recording here. I mean, I mean we're not, we're not, okay. I, right, we already go. hit the reset button once. That's not happening again. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, the self-proclaimed professor of photographic publications. In good here. company with the mythical, <laughs> the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Irby. <laughs> I'm impressed you remembered that. Good job. Hello, everybody. It's oh. great to be back. Oh, we are, we are also joined by the chatty Kathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. Hey, apparently Andy's been doing something before the show, making them all laughing. We don't know. <laughs> and we are also, uh, we have the whole crew here today. Lindsay, the good neighbor of good neighbors is here as well. Hey, Lindsay Daddario. Howdy. Okay. Well, um, it's another episode of the podcast known as Wedding <laughs> Photographers Unite. Uh, and what have people been up to? Uh, who wants to go first and start this party out? I don't know. Oh, that sounds like Jim uh, wants to a go lot. first. I do? Okay, shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well. What have you been up to, man? There's What's been actually on? a lot of, I've had a lot of small weddings. Um, they're a lot of fun. They're like the micro ones, you know. I'm going back on my calendar trying to see where uh, I've been doing. That was a, okay, that one's cool. Uh, I did a lifestyle <laughs> oh shoot God. Boston <laughs> for a day. Not even a day. Can I take back Jimmy starting this podcast? Is it too late? <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, Jimmy. Go ahead. Read us your calendar right. from last week. Uh, well, um, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of proposal shoots. I don't know. That's that's like the thing now. Nothing really to report as far as like, oh my god, I should gotta talk about this in the podcast. So that's all I got. Like okay. just proposals. All right, let's go, let's keep stuff. going around the table. Say- let's keep going around the table. Lindsay Dario, what's up? What's going on? I've also been doing a lot of proposals. The yeah. last the last show we recorded, uh, you may remember I was not looking forward to getting up pre-dawn because I had a sunrise, my first ever oh. sunrise shoot. That's right. Um, yeah. And so I got up at four in the morning, got all my stuff together, drove an hour and a half. Oh and they were two, almost two hours late. And there's no sunrise. Oh anymore. man, were we talking about this? Did we message about this or something? I feel like I heard about this. You told me um, about this. May, I don't know. Maybe I talked about it in a, like a Facebook group or something. I don't remember. But yeah, yeah, they uh, they were about two hours late. There's no service in this particular park where the proposal was. So to be fair, she did text and say they were running a little late, but. I had no way of getting that text or saying, you know, how late are we talking? So it was like 35 degrees out. 
the proposal was happening right in front of this waterfall with all this mist and everything. So it's just absolutely frigid. I'm just standing in the freezing cold mist for two hours waiting for these people to show up. Um, and I didn't want to 30 minutes in, I would have been out. Yeah. I was just going to ask you, it's like, how long would you say? Cause everyone I talked to is like, eh, 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. I would yeah. have been, that's it. I would Sorry. have been like 40, 45. And I'd be like, oh, in the right. cold though, uh, yeah. in your car is one thing with service. And that's another knowing they're running late. Well, how late are you? I can't believe you did that for two hours. Did you build them for those two hours? Continue no. with the of course, story. Of course not. I'm, I'm a good neighbor. Uh, <laughs> I hate that about people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I was just worried that, you know, maybe something like maybe they had some kind of car accident on the way there, but they were still on their way. Or I, I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't want to miss it. <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't but you already missed the sunrise by then. They, yeah. Oh, totally. And she was such a stickler about the sunrise. And we talked about sunrise versus sunset and the direction of the sun in the specific park. Like she was all on top of that, and she really wanted that look. And then. I don't know what happened, but the light was absolutely incredible at sunrise. Like, fog. It was, like, glowing. Did you take some pictures that were, like, amazing of the sunset to realize what they could have had if they just got there on time? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I took some nice landscape photos in the freezing cold. Mm -hmm. But... And then, so people are coming in and I had an idea of what they looked like, but you know, every time I saw a couple, I'm like, oh, that must be them. So I have this specific spot that I'm trying to keep clear and at sunrise, there's no one there. And by the time they got there, there's tons of people there that want to go to this specific lookout and take photos or whatever. And so I'm trying to like block it off. Like, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for a proposal. There's, they should be here any second. Like, just hurry, you know, trying to get people to, like, hurry up and take their photos and get out of that space, which was so obnoxious. And I did it for, like, literally almost two hours. <laughs> uh, what, what, what was their excuse? Nothing. They just, you know, she couldn't convince him, like, couldn't come up with a good enough reason to get him out of bed that early. And oh it was actually God. the bride proposing to the groom, which was interesting too but um, yeah i was, yeah, was going to ask you like what it was this engagement session but it's okay now i understand a, it was a proposal yeah got it got it but it, ha- it happened and they were like sorry we were late i'm like uh <laughs> that's it okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> hmm. yeah um i also had one of my all-time favorite photo shoots i have ever done last week have you guys seen the episode? Do you watch The Office or have you watched oh, The yes. Office? Oh, yes. Yeah. Big Office fan. Awesome. Okay. So, you know, of course, the episode where Pam and Jim get married in Niagara Falls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when that episode came out, I was like, oh, gosh, there's going to be a whole wave of people that want to come and like reenact this wedding in Niagara Falls. And it never happened. Until now. So (laughs) I had this couple from Burlington, Vermont, um, and the, it it was two, two women. So the one bride wanted to do a vow renewal in the form of Jim and Pam on the boat in Niagara Falls (laughs) and have it be a surprise vow renewal. (laughs) So basically she packed up their wedding outfits, like drove her wife 
to Niagara Falls, like didn't tell her where they were going, just showed up in Niagara Falls, then like got out her wedding <laughs> dress, like, okay, put this on, like, okay, why do you have my wedding dress? And then she had a suit. And you know, in the episode of The Office, Jim cuts his tie. Mm. So she mm-hmm. cuts her tie and is like, you know, we're, we're going on the Maid of the Mist. We're going to do this whole thing. Um, hired a photographer. So I was a surprise. She obviously didn't know there was going to be a photographer there. Yeah. She had some of their family there. So like the mom, um, some aunts, cousin, we're all there with them. And we go, <laughs> first of all, it was also very cold that morning. Mm. And we, it was like an hour late um, because of all the ice. <laughs> which is crazy. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, we get on the boat and I don't know if you guys have been on the, the made in the mist boat. I hadn't been on it since I was a kid, which is Me weird. Too. It yeah. was, I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things I live 20 minutes away from there. It, it seems like something I should just like do on occasion, but mm. I haven't since I was a kid. So I was really excited to go on the boat again, but I forgot how insanely intense yes. the water and the wind yes. is. It's crazy. It's nuts. Mm -hmm. Like, you feel like you're in the middle of a hurricane. Yeah. (laughs) So there I am trying to take photos. So luckily I had, uh, there was not going to be any changing lenses. I mean, you are completely drenched in this situation. (laughs) And they didn't expect this either. They're in like these wedding outfits, like just completely soaked. And you can barely hear. They're trying to say their vows. It was crazy. Um, I had my 70 to 200 has a long hood on it. Mm. So it the water and mm. then I have my 16 to 35 which is almost no hood because the hood would show up with that wide of a, a lens so that that lens just had water all over it and I just kind of embraced it so these photos are like nuts everyone's just hysterical <laughs> laughing screaming like water flying all over <laughs> everybody uh you know water all over the camera so there's just like little blurry spots everywhere great. it's great it was fun yeah it was awesome that's cool that's super cool. That's cool. That's awesome. Those are kind of my two two highlights. Cool. From recently. Um. Yeah, we we went on that made of the mist thing, Chris and I, like before we had Teo, like just very recently, and same, like we 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 said the same thing that you said, Lindsay. It's like we live here. Why have we not been on here since we were like five years old? And we both went on there and had that experience, and it's just it's crazy how windy and how. Yeah you know how much water gets all over the place and it, i can so i can imagine how that shoot went with all that stuff happening there and, uh, i'm sure it was, it was a lot of fun yeah um <laughs> cool so uh neil what's up man how have you been up to not much uh done with weddings only had like five this year but you know i'm done um it was interesting to see uh how creative people got since you know venues were only allowed to have 50 people so people mm-hmm. went on their own properties and and um or family houses and you know things like that and so that's done just doing a lot of portraits um which can i just stop and say that that's super interesting like because have you know like the venues just get screwed because i've had a few of those too where it's like you just get moved to the house and people have had maybe more guests than they probably should have in a couple occasions yeah i only had one that had a lot of people and i was like oh my gosh this is bad and i was worried yeah because i had one or two like that where it was on private property and then you get there and you're like i was like nervous like i was nervous like like am i gonna get caught or like are they gonna get caught like what's gonna happen but i didn't i didn't specifically didn't ask you know what i mean like i wasn't asking how many guests there were i just got there and whatever it was it was you know but it was like Mm -hmm. but but then the venues get screwed 
right yeah. like it's like yeah. it's so crazy like anyway sorry i just need to mention that because i wouldn't no, remember no. that later no, it's, it's just it's just an interesting point of like what's been going crazy. on this year with with everything and you know and all that so sorry to interrupt man no it's all good and uh you know um it's just denying people left and right of people who ask asking for next year because our calendar is just absolutely booked from all of 2020 mm-hmm. um i don't even know how people are even finding venues honestly but um yeah. but you know and then uh, let's see. Oh, know what I'm doing is I'm fixing all my broken stuff. I'm sending it all in, and I never realized how much broken equipment oh, I have. Yeah, and how much <laughs> I have like two seventy two hundreds that uh, that are getting sent in. Uh, both of my B ones from Profoto went uh, went in. My A one from Profoto Pro went in. Um, it's expensive right now, but you know it's it's just a good time to get all this stuff broken stuff fixed. Mm. So and then. Um, Thinking about trading in my uh, D750, one of my D750s for the new uh, Nikon Z6 II. Yes, so. which is supposed yeah. to be a great camera. Yeah. yeah. I so, think so I played I'm, with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, camera, I'm just going to use it for portraits in, in this off season, And then once May comes around, and I'm hoping to have probably two more. So, um, so when wedding season comes around, that'll be our main cameras. So Because the, these, these 750s are getting kind of old. Do they yeah. have? I haven't really paid attention too much. Uh, have, have they talked about like the adapters for f f mount lenses and like what those look like, or how, has it? Are people doing that, or are people just buying the they, new lenses? They are, but I guess you know. I, I don't quote me on this. I don't know if the technology is getting better. They came came out with other versions, but I don't think that the um, the focus is as fast. Right. That's it'll what I would never expect. be as fast. Yeah. Right. There's, yeah. there's something in so. between. The, it'll never be as fast and, you, and you'll be able to see that difference and, and the more the, the, the new lens mounts are just designed they're so much more modern because the f mount is like old as shit like the f mount is. is like yeah. was like made in the 60s or something like that you know yeah um, so so I, I don't know i might just order the the camera body that comes with the lens it's like a 24 to 70 i think f4 which isn't bad just to play around i mean they say the low, low light on this uh camera is pretty darn good so just to play around with it um but i guess they do have a lens that's like 18 to 200 maybe f uh 2.8 mm-hmm. no way. no way yeah it's, it's How crazy. Much it well, like i said don't quote me on this because 18 think- to 200 2 eight. come on or maybe it's 35. Like I, I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. Uh... What are you telling our listeners, Neil? Are you telling? What are you saying? Dude, dude I don't know. <laughs> Did you research this lens? <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> that's, why, that's why I always say, don't quote me on anything. Yeah, no, no, I know. Um, but yeah, man, like, I, I feel like that. I feel like now all the mirrorless, like Canon, Nikon, and Sony, all these cameras have now reached a point where they're all really, really good now, and they all have the eye autofocus, and they're all ISO is crazy, and I feel like it just doesn't. But they're at the it's at the point now where it kind of doesn't matter, like which which one of these um, you, you go. Well, okay, I you think know. it does. You're right. It does exist. It depends because in the system, the feel, the yeah. menu, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I okay. I apologize. It? It's three. It's three point five. Yeah, that's not, what, not that no. across not the that board. Bad. Three five. Yeah, yeah, three five. Oh, no, three, three, five, three point five to five six. Okay, because okay. it's very. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's more expected. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. There, I do remember hearing something that was fixed though. That was that was kind of jaw dropping. Um, that was like, whoa, that's fixed throughout that focal length. Um, mm. uh, you know, as okay. opposed to the, the Tamron or something, the variable uh, aperture. Um, you know what it was? I don't know. We'll have to 
You don't remember, Andy? You remember what? No, made I, it? no. I just remember hearing something that was that was. I don't. I don't even. I don't know what it was. I uh, remember I, hearing something that was like this focal length zoom to that focal length zoom, and it was all consistent uh, aperture, um, low low aperture, um, and it was just like kind of like wow, that's cool. Uh, I don't know if it's what Neil's talking about or something else, but <laughs> okay. Uh, we don't know. We don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Neil's looking yeah. it up. Neil, did you have anything else that you wanted to I swear I mention before? Uh, and, and then you could look it up. But do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Okay, twenty-four to two hundred. Oh, that's f four. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's normal okay, too. Points. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's so, a nice. That's a, a. That is a good. Choice. Goddamn, that's a good yeah, range. I, though. That, and that's eight hundred bucks. That's yeah. not a bad price. Uh, yeah. Is it full frame? Of course, yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty four. Don't say of course. Well, I, I've been tricked and seen yeah, but, like but some Sony stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, it's been cool. around though. Like they like they've had those lenses. Like Canon has had like an f four, you know, twenty four to two hundred or something like those in that range. Not you know, an f four. At f four, oh yeah, there's been something like that, hasn't there? I don't think so. Okay. When I had when I, I was Nikon, <laughs> I had a twenty four to. The I love how we're just we're just like. Out okay, okay, okay. 20, no, I'm sorry. Some podcasts research the things that we talk about before, before, but we just uh, we're not doing that. Neil, what is it? <laughs> What's that lens? Okay, we got a full we, frame. Okay, uh, yeah, it's full frame. Um, okay, there, there's another one. Uh, this is what I. Sh- it's not up to 200 millimeter. It's 16 to 80 millimeter. So I apologize. That's so. Pretty what far. is it? So what is it? What's the final? Is it 16 to 80? What? 2.8? yes. Okay, Fair. final answer. There we go. 16 to 80, 2.8. And it's a Nikon it. for the new system. Oh, wait. No, it's 2.8 to 4. This guy off as, the as, website. As, as one of the podcast hosts now that tries to rein in this group, we need no, to, I, we I need never, to move I on. I didn't realize how, how many Z lenses that they have now. <laughs> I thought they only had a couple. They have a ton. Okay. Like QVC is like shopping on on air. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, they have a fifty to two hundred fifty millimeter. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm shopping like while I'm talking on Apparently. a podcast. That's okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Anyways, Andy, what's up? <laughs> okay. Um, I have so you know what I was thinking about is that uh, I have shot more weddings this year alone than I ever have in my entire career like ever and it's been it's been super interesting because um you know most years I have a second shooter they're in their full day all day things but most of these weddings for me this year have gone to just five hours coverage six hours coverage and with just me and um I've just kind of been reflecting on that now that all my weddings are over except for my New Year's Eve wedding I have coming up um but uh I don't know man like I feel like I'm like year like it's easier for me now. I'm glad that this happened to me later in my career where I'm shooting these weddings alone rather than earlier because if if a, if they happened earlier, I probably would have got through them and everything like that, but I don't think I would have been shooting anywhere near like the level of quality work that I'm still able to do shooting in a different kind of way than I have been this year. You know what I mean? Like it's like cuz like I think Jimmy Jimmy you say this or you've talked about this yes. or you've mentioned this when a lot of times when couples shorten the weddings like what you say you say is like 
uh, they shortened the wedding, but they still had all the hits. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. still, yeah. they still, they still do everything that they do in like the ten hour weddings. But it's like this: you're like boom, boom, you run, you run, you run, you go here, you go there, you go there, you go there, and then you do all of it that you would normally do in the wedding. But you have to be so on it and so fast and and try and make things move along for that for all that stuff to happen. And it's like, man, I, there was a few times this year I was like, man, if I didn't have the experience of shooting weddings for 10 years now. Like, I don't know that I would have been able to do that like four or five years ago or like something or something will happen along the, along the way. Yeah. Um, so it's just been interesting to me. And, but also I've been loving it from an editing standpoint because man, is it easier to edit a wedding when you're just adding two camera bodies (laughs) instead of four. Um, but that also changed the way that I've now been editing because I did have another a full day wedding with my second recently and he was shooting two cameras all day um, and I had the, my two and now I'm just like before I used to edit everything together like but I would separate each camera body and like color coordinate it in Lightroom so I would have like my cameras are like red and yellow and then I have my second shooter is like green and blue so I can like see when I color coordinate each camera um, and I would edit everything to, I would do the picks, select them all, and then edit everything in order, but kind of by camera body. So you can kind of keep, um, you know, the white balance consistent throughout that camera body, uh, that kind of thing. But now I've just decided to, like, on the most recent wedding, is just to edit the entire wedding of just my two cameras first, and then go back into my second shooters and add the shots that are needed and necessary and not redundant because the reality is is my second shooter is shooting and this is just and i'm glad that he is because i feel like part of the reason to have a second shooter is like to to have backup and redundancy and all that kind of thing and it's nice when you have that um but you also don't need to deliver like like we've i've mentioned on this podcast like a few episodes ago like when the speeches happen my good lord man like five years ago i was delivering like 30 shots of somebody of, yeah. the, of the bridesmaid yeah. talking and you literally do not need that i remember listening to like a podcast years ago of like listening to a photographer that said oh i only deliver 500 photos per wedding or whatever and i was thinking man that's low and now i feel like i just got to the point now where i'm like you know what yeah that yeah. dude was right that Best dude was more. absolutely right, and I'm over delivering on all these redundant shots that that don't really they don't really need or care about or don't tell the part of the story of the day or that are just too much filler that 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 is not necessary. So I've really honed in on the number of photos that I'm delivering that still tells the same exact story, um, and and if it's if it's different if it's part of the story of the day, I still get something that is delivered. But I'm just not going to over deliver on stuff like I used to and it's not even just about saving editing time it's about it just it's too much and I think couples get overwhelmed by by it and um and all that so I've just my my mindset has been very different after shooting so much on my own this year and then working a wedding with my second and then kind of seeing like oh I don't need these extra shots of like the wedding party from this other angle you know what I mean? Like, like it's just, yeah. I don't know. So I've been thinking a lot about that lately, um, this year in particular. That's That's been interesting for me. So, But it also makes me kind of want to shoot more on my own, um, you know, because uh, it, it's just, there's something about that that, but but I also do worry too, you know, when it's a bigger wedding. Anytime it's over six hours, I still want, I would prefer to have my second for, for an assistant for lighting and all that kind of stuff. But, um but it's also like okay, I'm 
I also like shooting on my own and it's just less less bodies, especially when you don't have videographers. It's like a dream. Like yeah. you, don't, you don't you don't have you don't have a videographer, you don't have a second shooter. It's just like you're just so it's been very relaxing on some of these shoots. So how did you handle the prep part? Did you just, you know, go back and forth between two locations or No, basically what I've been telling couples is I'm always with the girls in the morning, um, thirty minutes before the dress goes on. That's typically when I start. Um and then for the groom, I usually just say I can either option A is um I see I find you just before the ceremony and I just do a few quick shots of portraits of you just before the ceremony. Option B is you get ready ahead of the girls. I go to where you are and everybody chooses option A. You know, and and, I, yeah. and, and that's honestly fine. You know, like I get a couple yeah. shots of the, the groom, you know, with, you know, that, you know, the tie and the button it up. Yeah. That, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Neil's, Neil's playing with the, the sleeves and the cuffs. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's all you really need. And it totally tells a story as far as putting a wedding yeah. book together and everything like that. So, yeah, you really just need something. You just don't want it, the the story to just be like, OK, and there's the groom on the altar. You know, like right. there mm-hmm. has to be some kind of transition there. But yeah, just anything. as long as you have that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, could just be hanging out in front of the church or whatever. Yeah. Just greeting guests. Just something. Just give me a window. Mm-hmm. Just give me a window yep. with window light and I'm good. You know, and <laughs> um, if, as long as that's around. So. That's I guess. Indy, quick, quick question. Um, yeah. Since you're, since these people are having like cutting down hours, like five to six hours, are, are any of them saying, "Oh, you know, you're only working half the day now"? Um, you know, can we have a discount or do we owe less? Have you have you had problems with that? Because I've seen on a lot of forms that uh, people are having that issue. So I kind of have been giving people the choice, and I've been been basically saying <clears throat> that if you want to scale down, that's fine. Here's my hourly rate. And I've just and I've just been saying what it is, and and you know so my hourly rate is more than it would be if you booked a ten hour package, and so like once you get to like around six or seven hours, you might as well go to a full day package anyway. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because when you yep. look at that and do the math on it, so I had I've definitely like lost a bit of money per package, but like but but I haven't had my second. I haven't been having to pay my second and edit those photos. And I just kind of feel like, yeah, I'm losing a little bit, but but it's not that much. And I'm and I'm lucky to be working for um, when I'm getting those anyway. So I'm just like, whatever. I'm it's all whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not, <laughs> yeah, you're not losing that date for next year. Exactly. So exactly. So so now, like yes. So like it makes you earn thousands more next exactly. year. Exactly. Yes. Uh, please. Please let me do five hours of coverage on your wedding in 2020 <laughs> so that I still have that date open for 2021, you know? So, yeah. And, dude, man, 2021, if it happens and this and everything, you know, this uh, vaccine comes out or whatever, like we're hoping or whatever, um, man, if it happens, it is going to be effing insane. Like, insane. It is going to be crazy. Like, like wedding us wedding photographers we're making money hand over fist if this thing actually happens because we're going to be so booked all with all this stuff you know and then it'll all kind of hopefully work out for us but losing this year and then moving over to next year it's just we got to make it through the time people we got to make it through time i said that the first that episode we had when we had your friend on Lindsay. Lindsay's frozen oh no Lindsay's gone connection sucks she's out <laughs> it looked like she was she like she's intently less, listening <laughs> i was I should, screenshot, I should screenshot that because she looks like she's still stupid Very interested listening. um I mean, the impersonation of being frozen if she is she's spot on yeah that's perfect <laughs> um but uh we had Lindsay's friend on that leah 
or whatever that one episode like when the whole pandemic started and i said that then i was like if we can make it through this time um i can almost guarantee you that it'll get through Lindsay, Lindsay's back Lindsay, you froze do you hear us tell me you hear us Lindsay. oh god Okay. Oh well, God, I'm not editing no. this out, well, people. Well, I'm not doing it. In. I'm not doing it. She'll let us know when she hears. <laughs> I'm not. I refuse to edit this podcast. Um, but we had Lindsay's friend on, and as soon as um that happened, I was like, "Yeah, if we can make it through this time. We'll make it through the whole thing." And it's looking like it might happen right now. So, yeah. Um. All right, ladies and gentlemen. While yeah. we're while Lindsay's reconnecting here and figuring all that out. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-monthly-ish? No, it's never... <laughs> Seasonal. It's no, no term described, def, no defined uh, release. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, this it. is Wedding Photographers Unite, a, a podcast. We have listeners. <laughs> we have information that's relevant to you. Uh, we uh, come out... Whenever, what did you say, Jimmy? I like that. We come out... What did you um, say? Say that again. Unannounced. Unsurprised. No, Surprised. no, no! You said something else before. Just now? Yes. I don't know just what now. I said. I just said. Um, okay, I'm gonna remember. have to go back and listen to it. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, whatever. We need to move. <laughs> this, this really is. We are doing good at making this podcast worse, man. <laughs> um, but first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time. Um, the show goes live roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. Oh, no, maybe don't do that on the quality of this episode. Um, <laughs> Forget that part. Forget what I said there. And uh, help us help you by sending into questions, info at whitingphotographersunite.com, or connect with us on our Facebook group, and we'd prefer to talk with you rather than at you. Um, and I... Neil, back to said, 24 to 200 Nikkor Z-mount FX lens is an F4 to 6.8. It's not a constant. So let's not get our hopes up. Listeners around mirrorless shooters who are like, oh my God, I got to go get this lens now. If they're driving in the car, <laughs> listening to this podcast. That would be an unbelievable lens. Wouldn't unbelievable. it? Unbelievable. Oh, well. But it's not a 6.3. So, oh, yeah. that's, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, that's not that. Lindsay, you've given us, right. has given us the thumbs oh, Andy, back you know up. Andy, <laughs> um, Sony, being a Sony user, I, had a, I was on location as you know, another good thing about mirrorless, Neil, which you might like, is that for shooting, you know, I, I try to shoot wide open on the aperture, but sometimes I'll just move it to an F8. If a couple's close to me and there's a big castle in the background or something, I'll, I'll put to like an F8 just to get everything in focus. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to, the good thing is you're going to see all the little spots on your sensor. So I noticed this one, one huge thing that was like on there. Like, Ooh, that's big. And then even an F4 was there. I just wasn't noticing it. So I took the lens off. I see it. I'm like, <laughs> nothing, right? <laughs> so I had no choice. I kind of dried my finger off, took it, took it off, perfectly fine. And then when I went home, I'm like, that's very odd that my finger didn't put any kind of smudge on the glass. And I tried it again. They must coat that sensor with something because it's really resistant as far Wait, as are you saying? Are you saying you, your finger kind of touched cloth. the sensor itself? Yes. Wow. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, it's actually not the sensor. It's something over over the sensor but wherever the, the, the first thing is we when the lens is off i recommend sony Dude, i think turn that's, the camera I think that's on. just the sensor man when you pull that that lens off the mirrorless no, it's never just the sensor there's always a piece of glass okay in front there's of the something sensor, and yeah camera. okay there's something yeah. there but you'll see it of course you'll you'll see a smudge a piece of dust something um 
but turn the Sony users turn the camera on first, and it'll it'll won't move that sensor because otherwise the sensor is like. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but I was very impressed on how easy it is to clean that thing. Where in the past with Nikon, I was like constantly using a dust thing, that magnifier, and then going back in there with the little the, those those little tools that you, those those uh, sponge things that you, are vacuum fresh yeah. sealed. You open up and you kind of wipe it down. Anyway, so in a pinch. Um, you know, you gotta get that thing off. You gotta get that piece of dust off if you, if you, if it blowing on it doesn't work. And I didn't have one of those little blower things anyway. I yeah, never carried I, one I used things. to do all that too, Jimmy. But I found that it's worse with the mirrorless. Definitely, like the amount of dust and crap you get in there because there's one. Yeah. The mirror isn't in the way to catch a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I have gotten better because before I used to do that, I would swab it and do all that stuff and like look at the little yeah. thing and do all that. And now I just I do two things. I take one of those brushes. You know those brush things that they give you in the, whenever you buy like cheap Chinese yeah. photographic stuff and they give you that, that cheap Chinese stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like whenever you, you buy, when you buy something like a rubber lens hood, which I'm going to talk about in a second, <laughs> um, they give you those little things. But I just go in there. I actually just touch the sensor itself with the bristles and I go, boop, 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 boop. I go back and forth. Oh, which reminds me, since I did that, I've got something else to talk about. But um, I go, boop, 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 like this. And, <laughs> I, and, I, and all the dust comes out and then I go with the, the blow the um what do you call those things the squeeze when you squeeze those two the air cans or the blower air rocket yeah the Something air rocket you they're like the little tube on the bottom and then you go and then you get all the air um no dude they you know the the squeeze the rubber squeeze yeah i know we know Andy. we know okay all right well you do that you do that you go Right, and then all the dust comes out, and then I put it back on, and then it it goes where it is. I don't sit there for hours. Like I just do that like before every other shoot. Now I go, buh, 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 and then that's it. Okay. Um, and he goes into detail describing it, but the actual act itself is far less time than the description of it. But okay. we we got to we, we understand. We got the, the thing that I need that I need to remind you about this is so stupid that I wanted to bring up. Um, so dude, okay, you know, I got my son, all right? I'm a new dad, which makes me weirder. I was already freaking weird before, and now I'm super weird, right? So I do this thing, um, with Teo, um, when I have him, I, like, touch his nose, and I go, boop! I do it like that. I touch his nose, I go, boop! And he loves it, and he laughs. You know what I mean? You guys, I was on this engagement shoot the other day. Oh, no. <laughs> I was with this couple, and I, when I when I was done with the shot, I was like, "Yeah, you guys, that's great." Boop! And I made touch that, his nose. I said that to yourself. No, I said it to them. Nose. Like I was talking to Teo. I was like, "Boop!" I was like, did "What?" You touch your own nose? No, I didn't touch my own nose. I just made the sound. The sound oh, about. I you oh, you should have touched their nose. That would have been so much funnier. Go the, thanks, guys. Pat him on the back. Do the arm bump, and then go. Boop, to the nose. No, I, no, but I. It would have been like, and should have just walked away and been like, thank you. And they would have been like, what the hell was just but, that? But I have never been more weird on an engagement shoot than that moment where I said, boop, to the couple, <laughs> like, like signifying that what they just did was good. <laughs> so, so then I had to tell them, and I just laughed my ass off, and they laughed, laughed their asses off, and at my silliness. And then the rest, of, the rest of the shoot, I used boop whenever I wanted to get them to to you know laugh up or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I say boop a lot. Like if I accomplish something, like if, when I finish something, I'm like boop done. Yeah. I, have, I've yeah. Always been I don't a use the boop, so no? I should incorporate Try the boop. It. It's fun. 
So I, I make I used to make a lot. I still make a lot of sounds where I'm like, people, let's sign up right here, right there, and I'll make crazy <laughs> sounds like that. <laughs> I'm like right over there. You know, I'll do kind of stuff like that. But when I move people, like when they're not understanding where I want them to go, and I need to like physically grab their shoulders and move them, I make like backup truck noises, like beep beep beep. beep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, when I do what I've been doing too, when I want a couple to move from one side or the other, like like if they need to move like like two inches right, all right, guys, can I just have you move to the right? <laughs> I do. I make that sound and I point with my thumb and I go and it goes just a little bit like that. You know what I mean? Like when you try to get <laughs> yeah. them to rotate. Oh man! I'll I'll like I'll like take my hand to the couple and be like, can I just drag all of you and then just go like this and then drop you right over here and they kind of get the drag and drop <laughs> thing when they don't understand this side of the of the group just come towards me or go away or they don't they never understand upstage downstage I get it but Dude, you know, sometimes our, they're like you got to really these people like children it's it's pretty tough with COVID nowadays because I I like to take people and move them and, and yeah. all that stuff but I can't now now I have to actually explain where I want them and mm-hmm. they don't understand what I'm talking about so it's like it's kind of frustrating yeah you have to kind of act it out yourself mm-hmm. which is awkward I mean well with my wife working with me it, it kind of helps when there's couples you know we, we kind of lead by example we just say you know mirror us but you know that that takes more time slows mm-hmm. us down a little bit yeah, man, it, we like photographers. We can come off as as weirdos, like when we're shooting, because the couples, the the couples, the people that we're working with have no idea what we're doing, and only a photographer really understands when you're like looking through your your viewfinder and you know exactly where people and what the background looks like and what the lens is looking like and like you have to be very specific and the slightest little difference makes a total difference in where they are in the frame in relation to the background, all these different things. And we just come off as it's like it's like weird, man. You got to be weird to get people to do what you need them to do. You know, it's like <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> I could see I could see Jimmy would be a lot of fun. Oh, Jimmy frozen. Uh, oh God. Oh, he's there, frozen. I, I love oh, it when you're, you're doing something and you're looking through and you're directing people and then they're they're fighting what you're arguing what you're saying. They're like, isn't that thing in the frame or am I doing this wrong or don't you see? It? I'm like. How about you just listen to what I'm telling you? No, I've seen through lens. I know. Trust me. The big pickup truck in the background that's not yours is not in the frame. I got it. I know what I'm doing. Believe me. Yeah. You really got to, Jimmy. again, walk them through everything. Jimmy, I see that. See, that's yes. funny. And I think it's you can say those kinds of things if you say it in a certain kind of way that's funny and that people respond yeah. to and how you say it. Because And I thought of you the other day because I was, I was shooting this wedding and – this um the the grooms the guys it was like a younger couple or whatever and then the guys wanted to do that freaking shot man like oh look at my ring and everybody react and i was like and i was like and and i just damn it do i hate that goddamn shot and jimmy i just said out loud i was like guys listen 2010 pinterest called they want your shot back (laughs) i'll take it if you want me to like and i just said it and i just didn't even care (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah like like because because it was it was on recommendation (laughs) of like one of the groomsmen i was you know what i mean it's and it's like but they laughed and they thought it was funny because it's about how you say it and I'm not it saying it in like a mean kind of way. I'm saying it in like a and, and, and then they got, and then they got it. Do you know what I mean? They're like, <laughs> okay, the shot's been done. And I even said it. I was like, guys, the shot's been done hundreds of times before. Let's do it again, though. Do you know what I mean? And like, whatever, you know. <laughs> I, <laughs> so, I guess that shot with the guys. If if you know you're doing it in jest and you do it, you're being funny about it. Then maybe it'll it'll work. If you're like, let's just make fun of this stupid shot, then that's cool, right? But you know, it's like kind of like. 
mimicking the Christmas photo of your friends from the 1970s. We were looking off camera, like in that one Will Ferrell movie. Mm -hmm. uh, the movie poster was like that. And it was all like lit like the 70s. And it was just like corny where everyone's looking off camera. Then then you're making fun of what it is. And, and it's perfectly fine. Right. But, you know, the part of the other reason, like I'm joking about that, but I'm all, they also know that I'm serious when I'm saying that. And then also it's done to like combat like this is the only one of these we're doing. We're going to do this one. It's going to happen real quick. And then we're moving on, you know, and, and that's what happened. They didn't, you know, nothing else happened. I, I, had very, this woman, I very rarely get that anymore. I feel like it was just because it was a younger couple and they were, you know, whatever, you know, so. Um, I had a, a small wedding at this place I go to a lot and it was a, it was, it wasn't a rainy day. It was a really foggy day, which was great for me. It was just a cool looking foggy day. And the couple was kind of quiet and they they needed a photographer and they liked me. And it wasn't, a, it was just them and their parents. And the one mom, this was this was the mom the whole time up until I had to be me and just put her in, not in her place but just say something. She's like, "This is her. I'm, I'm going to demonstrate with the microphone walking around. I won't walk, but you'll hear me." Here we go. What do I do with my purse? Do I put my purse over here. Do I stand over there? What do I go over here? Do I put? How about my shoes? My shoes in the frame again. What my purse? Do I do over here? Am I standing next to this person over here? What? I'm like, she's walking around in circles talking to no one <laughs> as opposed to like asking me specifically, what do I do with my purse? Do I stand over here? Just head in the air, walking around aimlessly. And her mom's look, the, the, the bride is looking at me and I'm like, I'm like, all I need you to do is just listen to what I'm directing you to do. <laughs> Put the purse down somewhere off frame. <laughs> a, that's number one. And then B, just, if I ask you to stay over here, just stay in there. Don't walk around and stop walking around in a circle. I didn't say this part. But, you know, just stop walking around in circles. It boggles my mind. Well, people, this is not your first rodeo getting your picture taken. Crazy. Drive me crazy. But I had a, yeah, that was, that was her. Just, just circling around. I'm like, this, is this really happening? Is this kind of hysterical? Yep. My story. I can continue if you want. Um, does anybody have any other photo-related topics before? Because I had, Lindsay, go ahead. I've got, a, I've got another, I got a tip of the day, but, or a, pick of the day yeah, so this will be a little a little on the longer side so it's all right we could we could use, right. we could use a long story before we get into that and that'll probably be good for the show um so have any of you ever had to actually file a claim on your insurance um, oh i'm going through that process right now Same. Uh, um, <laughs> and they're no. not calling me back so oh. i'm dropping them so oh. it, yeah not no phone calls back, no emails, nothing. We, you know, we even go there in person, and it's like I guess the manager, whoever contacts the the business part of it, like runs out of the office because he's never there. He what must, happened? Yeah, they just don't want to file it. What was your what is your claim though? What happened? Oh, it's it's all my broken equipment, so it's not expensive, but still, yeah. you yeah. can file a claim for. Oh, I guess you can. Yeah, you can't. So yeah, yeah. So my first year in like 2010, I and I've, I've never really did this since then. I don't why don't know why I stopped because I've dropped a lot of stuff. I just keep using it broken. Um, but <laughs> the amount of broken stuff I have is like thousands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but like I dropped a lens in like 2010, 2011, and I called my insurance agent, which is State Farm at the time. And they're like, and I was going to use them, but I had like a $200 deductible or something like that. And I think the repair was like 300 So I was like, you know, for 100 bucks, I'm just going to send it to Canon and have them fix yeah. it for 300 yeah. you know? 
but yeah. but they were really good. They were like really good about it. They were like, "Yep, that's fine. You know, you can do that. There's your deductible. Just let us know, and we'll send us the bill." And I was like, "That's great." So I'm glad to know that I had that. And I think I might have taken it up on them one time because I dropped another lens a couple of years later, and it was bad. It was like you know an expensive one or something, and whatever. Um, yeah. But they were good when I had. I never had that problem where they didn't where there was an issue. But I have switched agents since then, so. Uh, Lindsay, what's up? What's happening yeah, with, what's with your on? situation? Well, real quick, Neil. So you can do like a bulk claim for like all all the gear at once, and then just pay one deductible. That's what we're that's... trying to find out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, so you don't know. Yet. We're not. We're yeah. not. We're not getting any answers. We just. We just. Well, we called the one guy, and he was like, "Well, my boss takes care of all that, but." Um, you know, we, we can get all this stuff done for you. And we we're like, okay, great. And, uh, but yeah, he's just like dodging. I'm, us su- left I'm surprised though, because they probably don't like that. I mean, obviously because it's multiple things, but I think they want like an incident report per item in order to right. do that. So, um, just no, tell them you dropped no, this... camera bag off the roof and all of it broke. Yeah, out. there you no, go. This, if you, if you guy... say that it was one incident, <laughs> if it was, no, was this, it one incident? Right? Crazy. I mean, you you know how when you sh- have to shoot at a venue and you have to add them to the insurance, blah blah blah. Yeah. I mean, this this yeah. guy doesn't call us back for like a month or two, and the wedding is already done. You know, the, this guy's just lazy. We're dropping them. Uh, it's, it's, I I will give you the the thing that a lot of photographers have been using recently. I switched over them to Hartford, and oh yeah, I used to use them. And you yeah. stopped. Good company. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, they, they're great because we switched to Allstate because we have everything through Allstate. We have home, we have gotcha. car, we we have everything through Allstate. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna switch everything over to Liberty Mutual next. Okay. Um, the so what's nice about Hartford though is that they their online system is amazing. And my when I was with State Farm, they were pretty good. I would email the the lady and she would get back to me and send it over for the venues, you know. Um, but Hartford's amazing because you just go online, you fill out, here's my date, here's my venue, here's my thing. You press a button and they like, they immediately acknowledge, we received your request. The next day, they send me the the um, the form of, you know, that you pass on to the venue. Yeah. Um, they've That system is like set up so good. Um, I haven't had to file a claim, so I don't know how that goes, but a lot of photographers have been using them and been saying that it's, it's been good and the rates are reasonable and competitive with what I was doing in the past, so... Um, but Lindsay, uh, did you break another ceiling fan or what's, <laughs> what's, what's happening? <laughs> oh man, I'm going to get mad about that all over again. Um, no. So, uh, I have a camera bag that just has like the backups to my backups, like the emergency worst case scenario, everything I have breaks bag that just sits in the trunk of my car. So uh, I was transporting that bag to my studio just to get it out of the house for the year because I'm not going to need it uh, until next summer and uh, just forgot to stop at the studio. So it sat in my trunk. Well, my car got broken into. No. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, they pulled down. I I think I just left my car door open, to be honest, because I went and got groceries and I did the thing where you try to carry all of the bags at one time (laughs) and then you you can't get your hand on the key. Like, oh, I'll lock it when I put these bags down inside. And I think I just never did that step. Um, So anyway, they just rummaged through everything in the uh, in the front seat and then they pulled down my back seat to get access to the trunk where this camera bag was 
And honestly, the stuff that was in that bag was stuff that, like, I just, I don't even care about. It's all really old stuff that I never use anymore. Uh, and I thought about just not even trying to make a claim because it's, it was, like, worthless in my mind. But then I started adding it up, and I figured it was probably worth about, like, 5500 bucks. But the key is with your insurance is replacement value. And so I have this, like I had a Canon Mark II, like a crazy old camera body. Mm. And so to re- they don't make that camera anymore. And the last model, the Mark IV, came out in 2016. And I don't want to replace it with a four-year-old technology. I would want to buy one of the new mirrorless cameras. And so, you know, as I'm filing this claim, they ask you for the replacement value. And, you know, I very honestly was like, you know, I would replace it with this camera, which costs way more than the Mark II even did when I first bought it a million years ago. And so they they base it on that. But it's still a depreciated value that they'll give you a, a cash like they'll just give you a check for the depreciated value of all the items in there. So there was a flash. There were a ton of batteries. There were some modifiers in there. Um, the, the grip for the camera. Lots of little things. There was a, mm-hmm. a 28 millimeter lens, and it all added up to be quite a lot. Mm. Um, but the key was like the depreciated value was like three thousand dollars, but the replacement value was like. $8,500. So as long as I replace the stuff, they'll reimburse me for that money. So essentially I get a check up front. That's the, the, like the $3,000 or whatever of what that stuff would actually be worth if I were to go sell it now. Um, and then if I replace that, those items, uh, then they'll reimburse me. But the crazy thing about it is I don't have to replace those items with similar items. Like, I don't have to buy another camera. I can, like, buy a laptop. You, you, they you just buy, give you a could check. You, could you buy a car? Yeah, did... <laughs> At, the guy said anything for my business. So, okay. so you, could buy a, you, could, you could buy a car. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. He, he legit said, he's like, I'm not going to look at your receipts item by item. He's like, you just, and he's like, we're not going to force you to buy things you don't need for your business. Um, he's like, if you just want the cash, you can just take this, this amount, you know, if you're not doing photography anymore or whatever. And then, you know, if you are, and you want to replace these items with some new items for your we business. I'd like to reiterate to everybody on this podcast right now. I have a, uh, Nikon D750 and a 51.8 that sits in my car permanently. It's a black <laughs> Jeep Wrangler. And if you're in the city of Buffalo, um, anytime you see a black Jeep Wrangler in the city of Buffalo um, that has one of the summer tops on it that I leave on during the winter, um, it is inside the middle um, the middle uh, thing, you know, the thing that you, your armrest. It's inside the armrest. I'm writing rest. this down right it's, now. It is a D750 <laughs> with a, paired with a 51.8. Um, and maybe some other goodies inside there. So just uh, just letting you know. Lindsay, you can continue your story now. That's my third backup camera that always stays with me. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I did have to file a police report. That's a part of, you know, filing your claim. And they do ask for serial numbers. So, you know, if you did steal Andy's camera and then send it in for repairs, you might get arrested. But... <laughs> but there's this like horrible guilt that i'm feeling i understand i've paid my insurance premium for 14 years like for this reason and just because the gear was older doesn't mean like 
like if they stole my new stuff, I wouldn't have any problem, you know, taking this money. But because it was like so old, I just feel like I like committing a crime. I don't know. Well, so now it- I'm making a wish list of like all the the stuff that in 2020 I never thought I was buying any new gear. It was like not even a question that I would spend money on gear when I don't need it. But now if I don't like my only question on the moral implications of that would be yeah. so like the 5D Mark II, are you saying that that you can't replace that like cuz you they want to know the value of the 5D Mark II the replacement value. So shouldn't you be like looking up on eBay like if you were to buy a used 5D Mark II and that's the price that you should be claiming, right? Or am I wrong no. about that? No. No, you, you put in face value and see what and see what they come back as. I'm sorry, say again. Me? Say that again. I missed it. You just, just cut out a little bit. Jimmy or Jimmy? Okay, sorry. You put in you put in face value what the camera's worth, uh, new and really. That's it. it. And if they say anything out, you you always strive for the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done, I've I've been through this before. Yeah, you always been like whatever it is. And this is standard practice insurance agency. They know they they. They know that if, if something's damaged, something's broken, something's stolen, they go, okay, what camera did you have? Do you have proof of it? Yeah, here I sent in this body. Here's a serial number two years ago. This was stolen. Here's the thing. Fine. And then they go, okay, and then what's it worth? Uh, two grand or 2200 new. Here it is. So you don't you um, don't tell them like the user of, of what it's worth? New. No, they have, they they have software to figure they that out. Okay. We don't do that back end. So they're not going on eBay to find okay. out the going rate of – <laughs> They, they, have a, like, they have a whole system where they punch it in sure, and their yeah. computer tells them what the depreciated value of a Canon Mark II okay, is. Okay, gotcha. That, see, that's that's the part that I missed and that I was kind of trying to understand. So they're not giving yeah. you, you know, a brand new price of a 5D Mark III at, you know, it was, what was it, a $2,500, $3,000 camera at launch. Yeah, they're not going to give no, you the $3,000. <laughs> yeah, right. okay. Yes, they are. So Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. You thought you just said to depreciate. You think you give you the depreciated value. Just take the cash. But if you replace it with the R5, which is obviously what I'm going to do. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I would just like to reiterate that I do have a Nikon D750 (laughs) sitting in a black Jeep Wrangler in the city of Buffalo. Uh (laughs) Yeah, like I said, they just cut you a check. That's it. Okay. Here you go. Do what you want with it. You can can keep it and buy a Holga if you want. You you show your receipts, so they you know they did ask for some proof that you actually own these items. Um, I had receipts for everything except for the grip, and I was like, I can dig through my file because everything was online that I purchased. So I just went to B and H, got my order history, you know, wherever else I I had bought stuff, yeah. and was able to very quickly pull up those receipts. Um, put them in a PDF and, and send them off. So, you know, I was able to prove that I owned them and how much I paid for them. But then they still take that, they put it through their software, find the depreciated value. That is what they send you an initial check for. But they also give you a second number, which is based on the replacement cost. And so I said, if I were to replace this Mark II, I would buy this $3,900 R5. Mm-hmm. And so they included that. They did the research, whatever. He's like, is that a comparable camera? And I was like, no, it's a way better camera. Okay. It's so, like 
It's completely so you, new you technology. You did mention this now that I'm listening technology. again, and I'm sorry that I had to ask to understand a second time, yeah, but, no, but, I, but I get it now. Yeah. Yeah, it blew my mind too. I had to ask the guy on the phone like five different times. Like, so wait, I can buy like a Sony instead of a Canon. He's like, you can buy anything oh, you, you want. So, Lindsay, you want to buy a Sony <laughs> instead of a Canon? Wow, look at the effect this oh. podcast has had on you. No. No. <laughs> Lindsay, I, I need your agent's number. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to mention that. So I go through an agency that like shops all the other insurance people. Uh, so I have like a local person who works with a ton of other photographers in the area. His brother's a photographer. And so he started doing the insurance for his brother's brother started recommending him because he knows the industry. And so, yeah, my actual insurance is through travelers, but whenever I need to get a, a certificate for a venue or whatever, I just email them directly and I say, hi, I need, I need the certificate for this venue. And they email it to me. Like I don't ever have to go through travelers or sit on hold or any of that garbage, which is awesome mm-hmm. to have like an actual human. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, once the claim went through, so then my agent submits it for me. I don't have to do any of that. I don't have to go on the traveler's website. None of that. They do all of that for me. And then a guy just called me and like talk details. I had to fill out a a form, which, by the way, they sent me a PDF that, like, you couldn't even fill it out. How does Traveler's Insurance not have a proper form, like, that you can type on on a website? It's oh. crazy to me. I had to, like, make text fields on their PDF. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Yeah. It was so stupid. I'm like, well, ugh. Hmm. Anyway. So, yeah, I guess I'm I'm in the process of making a wish list and figuring out what I'm going to buy myself. <clears throat> yeah, it's not sitting well, but I'm pretty excited. <laughs> I bought a lens so far. Cool. All right. I have a uh, I have a pick of the week. Um, as I alluded to earlier, my, uh, my pick of the week is rubber lens hoods. Yes, that's right, rubber lens hoods. Uh, before I continue, have has anybody here used a rubber lens hood before? Yes, I have. Yes, they're uh, um, years ago. They're amazing. Because um, so I broke like my uh, eighty five one eight uh sony uh sony baddest lens hood or whatever and i was like and i tried to go without it but i was like getting some weird like uh, artifacting and stuff which normally i'm like all about it but like it was just too weird and it was like i'm like ruining the quality of this photo i was like using my hand to like block the sun on a shoot the other day and i was like dude you have to replace this lens hood but then i started looking into it and, the, and to replace the lens hood was like 120 dollars or something what? stupid yeah it was so stupid like because you couldn't really find it anywhere um it was like you know it was very hard to find and when you did it was like up being upselled on Amazon or whatever. Like I couldn't find it anywhere else, you know? So I was like, all right, so I need a lens hood. And I looked on Amazon and they have the rubber lenses. If you just look at the threading for that particular lens, sure. so it's like a 77 yeah. um, thread or whatever. You buy the 77 thing. And hopefully um, what's amazing about these lens hoods is that um, you can just throw them in the bag and they take up. I'm all about bringing less space and less things on the shoot. So normally um, I would sometimes flip the lens hoods around and like the longer lenses and then you throw them in the bag, but then you're so worried about, well, if it gets knocked, it's going to break the lens hood or whatever. These rubber lens hoods, you just don't care about because it cost me $12. You put it on there and then you can, you can flap it down and flap it up. And it looks kind of kooky because like, it's not like a, like, I'm sure like 
my clients look at me and are like, like we paid a lot of money for this guy. Why are these lens hoods? Why is this thing like like <laughs> off centered and like wavy and stuff like that? No. But like, but like, I actually kind of like it because it's like it, it. You know, I mean, it's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, what's this? What's this guy doing with these crazy lens hoods? You know? But but it's just they take up less space in the bag. And they work amazing. They do they do the same job that the, that the normal lens hoods do. And you don't have to worry about them breaking and all the nonsense that happened. Anytime I buy a new lens from this point forward, I'm just going to leave that lens hood in the box. Because if I sell the lens hood later on and buy these rubber lens hoods, they're, they're awesome. They're, and I got them for every all my lenses now. Um, except they're harder to find for the um, like, like a 50 or a 35 because those... Um, they're not they're made in the weird kind of ways where like they work better for the long even though you can pull them out and pull them in and use them for different lengths um some like the one that i bought for like my 35 gave you like the flower rose petal like an actual plastic one and then also the uh, the actual rubber thing too but the rubber thing um i was getting you know like black around the edges so you have to be careful you're buying the right thing and you know kind of know what you're getting to but it's 10 bucks so who cares if it doesn't work out you just you just toss it you know um they're they're awesome rubber lens hoods that never knew who would have thought i didn't even know they existed until yeah. like until like a couple months ago so mine ended up ripping i think you know over time as you pull yes. them in and out and in and sure. out they wear out but yep. for 10 bucks yeah exactly cares? oh and then the other yeah. thing too is when you buy them they fall off like immediately they fall because like the the ring itself is like a steel kind of thing and the plastic sits around the steel, they fall off immediately. So I learned really quickly you have to super glue them to the actual ring so they don't so they don't fall off. It's, it sounds crazy, but if you do it, you super glue the rubber to the steel, the so the actual um, ring, and then and then you're go- you're golden. You're good to go after that. At least if it falls off in the middle of a church ceremony, it doesn't make a crazy loud noise. That's my. I knock my 70 to 200 hood off all of the time. And it is so loud and so And I, I, I personally, I never use them ever, ever. I have, and I stopped using them for storage purposes for the fact that if I grab the front element of the lens, I'm grabbing a hood. I don't want that sucker popping off. Well, you said, Lindsay, the thing popping off. Uh, an older 85 mil Nikon I had had one that screwed on. And once it was like tight, that's it. You, you can grab the whole camera with a body and all from that lens hood wasn't going anywhere but the newer ones are like click and they they never are locked in place i wish they i wish they were like a, a part of plastic like that screwed in place maybe i would use it more often but i just don't like the idea of using it because i don't want the lens falling off or grabbing it the wrong way so i just say not using it i had my longer lens i would have one in a bag somewhere and if it was getting crazy lens flare i'd put it on but i just put my hand in front of the thing if need be you know i just i'll, I'll make it work Okay, you guys keep on saying storage. Don't you guys just reverse it and just screw That's it? Screw it up. Too on. much work putting that taking that lens off and putting yes. it on. Man. It's so fast. Too too no, much work. Not. Takes time to do put, it. Put, put it. Less oh, room in the bag. Wow. Less too much <laughs> takes up too, too much room much, in the bag. Even uh, reverse. Andy and I. Even high reverse. five, Andy. Yep. Too much time. That lens caps. Rubber lens hoods. Kidding me? I'm here I on think out. it takes about four seconds to do it. That four seconds? Every time yeah. you change the lens? That's adding up to like ten minutes at the end change of the day. Change the lens. Wait. <laughs> Uh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, because when you put it back in the bag, you got to rotate it back around. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. I have three camera bodies. I shoot with three lenses, and they all stay on. So okay. okay. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> Andy, are you still shooting? Um, both when on these little small weddings, when it's just you, your one camera, one, one camera. Oh, it's, you're mirrorless. Yeah, and... when, it's, when it's just me, absolutely. 
I mean, I do right, anyway. You're, you're... I do anyway, you know, like, because I shoot, even when I have a second, I shoot like I don't. So, um, but like, yes, all day with the two two camera bodies. The only, the first time I do not have two okay, camera bodies I... on me is when I get to the reception. So what are the two camera bodies? A7R3, A7III. Right. So I, my question is, you you don't do anything mirrored anymore. Your 750 is like back, back up. Or you just don't shoot. In a Jeep. Holy Sony. Yeah, it, it, the literally the, that D seven fifty sits in my in my car. I'm not even You're joking. Car. Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, with a, with a little kit. Okay. <laughs> in the armrest of a black Jeep Wrangler right, is right. a D seven fifty paired yeah. with a fifty one. And and that really is like it's my third backup camera. And like if something, I always have backups of like one lens breaks, if one camera body breaks, of one thing. That's my extra. Holy shit. The just shit has hit the fan. I need to go grab this D seven fifty and shoot some and shoot a wedding or whatever's happening. Yeah. You know? So so yeah. All right. Yeah, I did that a little bit lately. I, I might next season I'm gonna get another A seven three, I think. Maybe the R three. I don't know. But uh I like the idea of the the like the thirty five on the one and you don't touch it and um you just ping pong back and forth and yeah. It's kinda cool. I don't know. I play with it a little bit with my a seven, but that thing's so ridiculously slow. It's like, come yeah. on, I can't shoot with this thing. Um, um, so I got a funny story for you guys. So I had a that little like a point and shoot that I talk about the deluxe one Oh nine, which is like a thousand dollars new, right? The battery door broke on it. It's just cracked in half. So I'm like, eh, I'm like, I need to get it fixed. You know, it's a battery door, which also is the slot for the SD card. We know how much like a cost. We know how expensive that stuff is. So I send it in. You guys take a little guess on how much a little plastic battery door costs to get fixed. Go. Two hundred fifty dollars because it's like a and they can. All right. Neil? Three seventy nine. Okay. Lindsay. How much is electrical tape? <laughs> <laughs> Gaffer's tape. Gaffer's tape. Best thing ever. That's yeah. holding right? my battery door on right now. <laughs> I didn't want to do I didn't want to do it with this little camera. I sent it in. What was it? They're gonna stab four fourteen dollars uh the, you, you cut off there and you're in a slow like, shit you nobody heard cr- what did you say that again oh 14 dollars again we're it. only hearing because your internet sucks we just heard 14 dollars <laughs> try again okay 14 <laughs> yeah. I, I could not believe with shipping it was no, no, 14 dollars no, no. Wait, oh, it's only fourteen dollars. Oh, you weren't. Oh, I thought you were actually just. That was it. Oh, that was it. Oh, I thought your internet sucked and you were making that up. Okay. Nope. 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 Wow, that's actually that? that's pretty reasonable. That that they were. I, yeah. Ridiculously reasonable. Even I thought at least a hundred bucks at least to do this, but no. That's actually it what is more what shipping. What it insurance. should cost. Yeah. Okay. They should have been like, you know what, this is on me. But thank you for your service, and I've been. I would have been more appreciative of that than charge me fourteen dollars. That's like someone coming in and be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, just give me five dollars extra for this extra photo I'm taking of you, or t- or twenty dollars." Like it's on. It's better to say it's on me for any business when it's like pennies to them than it is to charge you fourteen dollars. I, I thought give you were saying four hundred and fourteen, and the internet was cutting no. out. But one, four, no, one four. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's that. Um. Anybody got any other photo? We could, we're in the process of wrapping up here, but any any uh, any other photo topics? No, I'm liking that um, eighty to the the seventy to one eighty Tamron lens. Very lightweight, very good lens, very sharp, very nice. Um, FYI, very I would cheap. just like to say um, these are non-photo related, but I'm gonna make them real quick. Uh, 
Oculus Quest 2 has come out. Neil, years ago on this podcast, I made a prediction mm-hmm. that AR was going to be the thing, and eventually we were not going to have screens, we're not going to have TVs, we're not going to have phones, we're not going to have all these things, right? Um, and it's all going to be in AR, like my minority report, we're going to use our hands and do all this stuff. All I have to say is Oculus Quest 2 came out. I got it. It's amazing. There's the Facebook integration is another thing. People don't like that. But you can browse the internet in augmented reality with your hands using pinching techniques. And I'm like, boom, boom, boom. And I'm browsing the internet, blah, 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 blah. And it is surreal because you see your house in the background and you're browsing the internet on these big screens with your hands. And it's pretty crazy indicator of what the future is going to be. And I'm continue to make the prediction that, well, not the prediction, but it's just going to happen at some point and it's going to be crazy. But uh, the other thing that I just want to say about that is, um, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I really cared, if, if I was somebody that like cared and wanted to get on YouTube and wanted to do things the right way and like have a photography YouTube channel and like, and like produce it well and do all those things that I know that I could do if I wanted to do, but just don't. If I did, what I would do is I would edit an entire wedding in my Oculus Quest 2 in like, because you can, you can uh, like screencast like your, your laptop to your virtual reality headset and you can use pinching techniques and you can actually, I can actually be in Lightroom and pinch and drag things and drag sliders up and down and do all these things. I would, if I did, I would do that on YouTube and I would say, dude edited a wedding in virtual reality with his hands and, and, and people would be like, what? You know what I'm saying? But if I cared, I would, I would start that YouTube channel and I would do that, but I just don't care. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Reverse. Yes. You can use this program in Lightroom? So, yes, you can in VR, you can screencast your desktop to your VR headset. And so it's it's basically like you're like you're slinging your your PC or your laptop to your virtual reality headset. So you're basically on your PC in virtual right. reality, right? Imagine that there's a right. huge screen in front of your face and you can move these screens with your hands to the left and to the right and all over the place, right? This looks like a workout. Yeah, well, I mean, sure. <laughs> what you said about squeezing and moving and then taking sliders and open up a window in Lightroom, that, like develop mode and stuff like that, you can do that yes. with, through VR. Yes. Through Oculus. Yes. You can, Have you done you can, it? You can do that. Yes, you can do that right now. And that's why I'm saying if I put this video together, if I took the time, I took the energy, if I had people, I, I have that studio space right down, right, Lindsay, it would be a great place to do that. I'd go over there. I'd set it up. I'd take all the time and energy. I'd make the video. I'd produce it well. I'd put it out yeah. there. And then I'd be, I'd be, the, I'd be the, the YouTube guy on YouTube doing these crazy videos, right? And it would be like a split screen, right? Like they, you would see what you're actually oh, editing. Abso- and absolutely. then you would see you looking like a I crazy I would set up all the cameras. I would take the time to do it. <laughs> And I'm, all that YouTube money would start rolling in. Do you know what I mean? It's just start rolling in. You know what I mean? Give me that YouTube money. But I don't care. So I'm not going to make that video. I'm just going to talk about it here for 30 seconds and move on with my life. Well, I, you hopefully know? one of our listeners does it then. <laughs> I'm not sure when I said that could it be done. I thought for sure when I asked could it be done, you're like, yeah. And I asked you, could you do it? And have you done it? You go, No. <laughs> but you have done it. Yeah. You have really opened up Lightroom. And it's, yes. It's, it's, a, it's a whole different world. It's faster. It's a whole different world it's of not faster. editing. And it's not, not faster. faster. Right now it's slower because because it's it's easier to use a mouse than to pinch your hands and do all these hand gotcha. movements. You know all what right, I mean? Gotcha. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it's going to get to the point where it's not going to be slower. 
and it and you will be able to edit weddings in VR, for example, or in augmented reality, whatever. I'm just saying that stuff is coming. You, you know, and it's interesting, um, and I don't think anybody's done made, that yet. You know, you guys made fun of me when I had this thing, right? The loop deck. You all laughed at me when I had that sucker. Hey, Luke is laughing now. I'm busting through stuff pretty quick at this damn thing. Yeah. Pretty quick. You guys can all shake your head. I'm telling you, this thing's pretty fast, man. For for the few things, I don't use it all the time, but for I, when I use it for, man, it's the the tool to use it for a lot of good things. And you fly through group photos. You fly through, like, reception. I'm telling you. But that's yeah, okay. You guys keep doing your little mouse and your little clicky, clicky, clicky. <laughs> I do too. Most of the time, most of the time, I don't use it to be honest. I really don't because it's like I got to plug it in. I got to do this and that and this and that. But uh, but again, <laughs> it was worth it for the for what I need it for. It's like that. It's like that one tool. It's like pulling out that eighty-five mil, one point eight, one point four, whatever you use, one point two, to be like, yeah, I need that background really out of focus. When you got it in the seventy to two hundred at a two eight, you know, you got that millimeter. Yeah, we need anyway, like a, a we need a mashup of all the sound effects from this show. The boops and the we, clicky little clickies. Sound bites. Little sound, yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of good ones. <laughs> yeah. All those little I think things. we'll title this episode Boop Clicky Clicky. Boop Clicky <laughs> Clicky. <laughs> See how these titles come that, up? That, you know what though? That's if you if you're somewhat new to this podcast and you see that title, you got to listen. Yeah. You're listening to it. I want to rename the whole podcast Boop Clicky Clicky. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, welcome to Boop Clicky Clicky, people. <laughs> All right, that's that has to be the end of this episode. <laughs> um, this has been episode number two of Who the Hell Cares? What episode number this is of Wedding Photographers Unite? Um, we'll see you when we see you. Could be a month. Could be a month and a half. Could be next week. Could be any time. It's gonna be when we want. Um. Thanks for listening, everybody, uh, to Wedding Photographers Unite. Um, are we getting weirder? Are you liking this format? Are you hating it? Um, do you think we're being more honest? Or do you think, do you want things back to the way they were? You let us know. You let us know. You just uh, go to our Facebook group and tell us how terrible or how great we're doing. Oh, except, except, Apple, Apple, iTunes. Yeah, but don't do that. I don't know if people No, should... no, no, no. No, well, listen, listen, no. <laughs> no if people, actually, here's the thing. If people listen this far fine go and rate us and review us because i feel like maybe we got better as the show went on but but at the time that i was <laughs> that i did that midsection thing please oh my god i hope those people don't review us because man i might have tuned out at some point there it, it got better we got into more wedding photography related information yeah. as we went on you know so that's my that's my take all right, all right. uh Lindsay, where can people find you uh com is my website find me on instagram Lindsay at work and Mr. Ferrara? Uh, website, jamesferrara.com. All social is at jferrarafoto. Mr. Urban? Neil Urban, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N.com and all that. <sighs> My name is Andy Buscemi. The last name, I, I sometimes I talk too fast. Andy Buscemi. The last name is B-U-S-C-E-M-I. Google it. Find me that way. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll catch you next yeah. time. Yeah. See ya. Wedding photographers. Invite.